Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go, here we go. Comedy alive from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has not campaigned in all 54 states. Joe Biden bragging over the weekend. The Democrats got so fired up in 2018, they hit 54 states. Have you ever had a check? Little concerning, uh, but not nearly as concerning as the story being told by the media in regards to the attack on Paul Pelosi, which, according to them, was Republicans' fault. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. We'll get into it with Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek and Michigan gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon who is closing the gap on Gretchen Whitmer as we speak, which we can do toll-free today at 888-788-9910. I'm back from Spokane, barely alive. Those folks went nuts out there. Uh, But we're ready to rumble on a big Monday. You know the rules, man. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. Just don't be a That is all. And really quick, it was a first-class, a first-class hang. At the Spokane Comedy Club. Shout out to them for running a first class operation. Shout out to everybody who made it to the show, as well as everybody who didn't make it to the show. Really quick off the top, my man Luke the Duke uh, from Olympia, uh, up there in Olympia, Washington, wherever the hell Olympia is, north, south, east, or west. That's the one thing we didn't cover. But Luke got to Friday night's show too late to attend the show. He has tickets to see me in Vegas this coming Saturday, but can't go because he has something going on at work and they won't let him go to the Vegas show. That's not right. It's not right. But I was able to find Luke outside the comedy club and we went to the diner and we hung out. We ate everything imaginable known to man. It was fantastic. And uh, I know I'm supposed to stop eating at this point, according to my handlers here at Fox. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f***. Look at you. But if ever there was a night to fall off the wagon and go eat a couple of turkey clubs and two plates of French fries, uh, it was Friday night with my man Luke the Duke. So, Luke, if you're out there, I, I hope you had as much fun as I did. It was a winner. I also need to shout out Eric from Spokane, somebody who has called in and, sp- and been on the air on this show in the past. Uh, Eric wrote some funny jokes about Paul Pelosi. Uh, which is where I will start as we get underway back here in New York today. Uh, obviously, it goes without saying that you wish Paul Pelosi well. Uh, you hope the guy makes a quick and speedy recovery. You know, we condemn violence of any shape, whether it's politically motivated, where it's not political, whatever. Just violence ain't good. OK, I'm Dr. Seuss when it comes to violence. I will condemn it on a train, on a plane, on a boat, on a goat, with a horse, on a golf course. Doesn't matter. If someone has been violently attacked, we are always going to wish them well. OK, by the way, it's also worth pointing out that I am also hoping everyone will get well soon who believes this media version of events. Very shaky stuff. There's a lot of, lot of detail out there uh, still being pulled into focus. But based on what we kind of know so far, it's a real weird-looking situation, okay? We're being told, you know, guy shows up to his house at 2 in the morning in his underwear with a hammer. He's allowed into the house. What the hell did you just say? I don't quite follow this story, okay? First, we were told a third man let the cops into the house. Now we're being told there was, in fact, no third man in the house. It was just Pelosi and his assailant, a man who is expected to be charged later today, uh, who were at the time both clad in underwear, 
uh, swinging, uh, fighting over a hammer at the time police showed up at two in the morning. And, uh, you know, I've listened personally speaking from experience. There's nothing I hate more than when you and a guy that you're totally not hooking up with strip down to your underwear, start swinging hammers at each other, and then the cops show up. It's just the worst when you and the guy you're totally not hooking up with find yourself in that position. You know, it's a it's a tough place to find yourself in. But that's the official story we're going with, that this was a politically motivated attack that is somehow the fault of the right wing. Come on, don't bullshit me. Very stupid stuff going down. But here is Biden. Uh, he ran out as quick as he could just like everyone else in the media did on Friday, and told us with a straight face, oh, this is a Republican's fault. It's political rhetoric. You know, they're always yelling and screaming about us. Never mind that, you know, Biden gave a speech in Philadelphia a few weeks back where he was bathed in red light and called half the country fascists. I don't remember that ever happening. But the point is, if you're upset about, you know, rhetoric that demonizes the other side, you know, you kind of need a mirror at this point, if we're being fair. But here was Biden, and I just found this all so fascinating, is the race to get out and pin this stuff on Republicans without fact, without anything to substantiate what's going on. Uh, It's really reckless stuff because nobody reads the retraction. We live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. So if you get out there and you go, oh, yeah, the Republicans, they were saying bad stuff about the election. So this guy just went and attacked Paul Pelosi. You know, if you're somebody who just hates Republicans reflexively, just wants to get out of the bed and feel better about yourself, I mean, because that's what the Democrats are in the business of doing. They're selling moral superiority to people who hate themselves. That's what it is. Well, you suck, but uh, you're not like those Republicans who aren't giving all their money to climate change, you know. Well, you suck. (laughs) You know, you're not like those Republicans who support the police and want to let the babies live. I mean, what a bunch of monsters those people are. You know, you suck. Well, at least you don't want to secure the border like those hate filled Republicans that want to stop the record level of fentanyl that's become the leading cause of adult death in this country. That's what the Democrats do. They sell confirmation bias for a living to people who don't like themselves. That's basically what the party line has become in 2022. Okay, and for that reason. It was, you know, open arms. Okay, they could not embrace a narrative that this was caused by Republican rhetoric quickly enough, which is disgusting because to be clear, okay, everyone's actions are their own. Okay, there's a reason you've heard Steve Scalise on this show not blaming Bernie Sanders for the fact that a Bernie Sanders campaign worker shot up a congressional baseball game and nearly mortally wounded Steve Scalise and 10 other congressmen. Okay, why? Because the actions belong to the individual. That being said, we can all concede that the climate right now is running really hot. Okay, but that's not a one way street. Number one. Number two, if you are going to be, you know, mindful of the damage words can cause, if you are going to be mindful, you know, of this currently hyperpartisan moment we happen to find ourselves in then you might want to go out and, you know, get the facts before you rush to pin this on the other party. I think he's got a point. But did that stop Joe Biden from doing exactly that? The answer would be no. Here is Biden on Friday saying, oh, all these Republicans condemning the violence. Uh, You can't condemn that unless you also condemn election conspiracies. January 6th. Here we go. Clip 21. You know, it's one thing to condemn the violence. But you can't condemn the violence unless you condemn those people who continue to argue the election was not real, 
that is being stolen, that all the, all the malarkey that's being put out there to undermine democracy. You can't just apologize and say the violence. It affects people's mentality. It affects how people think, particularly people who are not maybe as stable as other people. Garbage like you just makes me sick. So there it is. People question the results of the 2020 election. So this guy showed up to Paulie P's house in his underwear swinging a hammer. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But again, if Joe Biden says, well, you know, you can't condemn the violence unless you condemn election conspiracies, then he must have a lot to say to these people. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, You can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. (laughs) (laughs) Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Again, Joe Biden says, oh, you can't condemn violence unless you condemn election conspiracies. Has there ever been a bigger conspiracy in the history of our country than Vladimir Putin has seized control of the American government from afar because he has compromising information on Donald Trump. He has a, a tape of two Russian hookers <laughs> peeing on each other in a bed. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. The point is, okay, that was the most far-fetched conspiracy in the history of our country. And when you go out there and tell us, oh, you know, you can't, you can't condemn the Pelosi violence unless you deny the 2020 election, that's obviously a desperate Joe Biden trying to score political points on the back of an attack that is very, very murky. Okay, worst case scenario for the Democrats, Paul Pelosi, who, let's be clear, was arrested recently for DUI, doesn't seem to be playing good ball. I wish the guy well. Okay, but Paul Pelosi, who was already in a questionable police encounter where a witness left the scene of his DUI arrest, but the sheriff didn't apprehend the witness because, you know, it wasn't his jurisdiction. So we don't have the full story surrounding that. Now we have another story again that we don't get all the details of. Now, if police are wearing body cameras. That would probably tell us a lot about the incident. The Pelosi's are third in line to the presidency. You damn well better believe there's all kinds of cameras all over that property. Is anybody rushing out to show us any of that footage? The answer would be no. So the point is the details are murky for a reason. Okay, one is because obviously the Democrats want to run with this political narrative that this was controlled by and caused by Republicans for as long as humanly possible. Uh, The other is because there seems to be a lot more to this story uh, than what meets the eye, than what's coming out of the media. Okay, and that's the bigger issue. You want Paul Pelosi to get better. Okay, you don't want anything bad to happen to the guy just because we disagree politically. But at the same time, you're also hoping 
that the people who just take this at face value also get some type of a wellness check because you'd have to be nuts to believe this story. So it's just, you know, random two in the morning, guy gets let into the house in his tidy whiteies. You know, is that what we're to believe? Like, don't go trick-or-treating today in your tidy whiteies unless you want to be let into their house? I don't know that that's a thing. Okay, the guy cl- appears to be, you know, mentally unstable, was a member of a lo- local nudist protest group, you know, um, li- you know, was a pro-Castro nudist protester who lived in a very sketchy area over near Berkeley where there was a lot of rampant drug use, Marxist rantings, and yes, all kinds of low-level, um, you know, same-sex street prostitution. There's a lot of weird going on there. And the point is a guy like that doesn't wind up in a house with a man who's married to a woman who's third in line for the presidency, you know, by coincidence. Doesn't just – didn't randomly walk down the street. I know the media is running with this narrative that he shouted out, Where's Nancy? I mean, dude. Okay, very, very, you know, talk about almost too cute by half. Where's Nancy is an effort planted in the media to do what? Oversimplify this to, oh, some right-wing guy. You know, you know when you hear so many questions about the 2020 election, you just don't know what to do with yourself, so you strip down to your underwear, show up to somebody's house at 2 in the morning, and they let you in, then you just ambush them with a hammer. I mean, we've all been there, have we not, you guys? Who among us? Hasn't been so politically frustrated. You just strip down to your tidy whiteies, go find another guy in his tidy whiteies and start swinging hammers at each other. We've all been there. Life's frustrating. You know, a man works his whole life. You got to blow off some steam from time to time. But the point is, there's really no way to believe this story at face value. When you see the two cute by half efforts of, oh, he was looking for Nancy Pelosi. I got to be honest with you. I think he went there looking for a Pelosi, and I think he found exactly the Pelosi he was looking for. What went on from there? Wow. (laughs) I have a lot more questions than I do answers. And I think I, I speak for everyone where I say, you know. This could be something as crazy as the Internet is speculating, which it was a male escort gone awry. Okay, you've heard heard those insinuations. I'm half jokingly making them myself. Okay, it could be that. Okay, it could just be a random lunatic breaking in. But either way, you slice it. Okay, that's not something the Republicans are responsible for because they don't run San Francisco. The Democrats do. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter 
of the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenix Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Things are getting desperate. We're eight days to go until the midterms. Democrats trotting out Barack Obama over the weekend. Don't be thick, all right? Here is Obama's take on all of the violence we've seen in this country. Says the politicians are stirring up division. They're trying to make us afraid of each other. It's clip 22. And nowhere did you see it more than in our politics where suddenly you have politicians doing their best deliberately to stir up division, to make us angry and afraid of each other, just for their own advantage. And all of this was amped up, hyped up, 24-7 on, on, on cable and then on social media that finds that it's profitable to promote controversy and conflict instead of facts and truth. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Okay, there's Obama worried about facts and truth. People on social media, on cable news, trying to divide us and make up these slanderous attacks. You know, like anybody who saying anybody who wants voter ID is worse than Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow on steroids. What they're doing in in Georgia and forty other states. Think about that. When Barack Obama and Democrats as a whole. Say, oh, we gotta we gotta watch this rhetoric. We gotta tone down this rhetoric. What do they mean? They mean Republicans. That's true. That is true. They have not a word to spare for what you hear out of Democrats, you know. Get up in their faces, make sure they know they're not welcome here. You know, we've played you these montages over and over and over again. I mean, never forget Joe Biden's whole campaign is based on what? Well, this is a battle for the soul of our nation. Because Donald Trump, he never condemned the neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Get out of here. Okay, do you understand the Democrats love slandering the other side? You know, you've heard the Chuck Schumer clip a thousand times when they talked about repealing Roe versus Wade. You've unleashed a whirlwind, Gorsuch. You won't know what hit you. How many Maxine Waters montages have I played you where Democrats, we got to get in their face, make sure they know they're not welcome here. When they go low, we kick them. All of that garbage, okay? Obama's not concerned about political rhetoric. He's not concerned about political violence. He's concerned about Democrats. Okay, if he was concerned about the whole thing writ large, you tell Democrats to stop calling everybody Jim Crow fascists. You stop Joe Biden from calling half the country MAGA fascists. You don't do it. Okay, but the truth is they get out there and say things like this. Why? Because Democrats are so full of crap. That's really all this is. Again, we want Paul Pelosi to get well soon, and we want anybody who believes this media version of events to get well soon. Okay, but nobody needs a wellness check more than Barack Obama if he believes what he just said. What a jackass.
if you're like most parents, you plan on eating some of your kids' candy when they get home. This is total You say you're just checking to make sure it's safe. But we're not stupid, so stop lying to us. If you want some candy, get your lazy butt out there and knock on a few doors. It's not fair that we do all the walking and you do most of the chewing. So this Halloween, have some self-respect and leave our candy alone. And if you do have to steal from us, please take the apples and the popcorn balls because those suck. Happy Halloween, everybody, even you fat, lying parents. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and that is a PSA from a young Lincoln Fallon. I believe he was two years old when he recorded that way back in the day. Uh, But words that still hit home in this very moment. A lot of you, uh, a lot of you parents out there do need to refrain yourself from all the candy marauding that goes on in this country. These kids are out there working hard. It's the one day of the year most American kids even get exercise. It's Halloween. Granted, they blow it eating Snickers bars afterwards, but I'm not about to judge anybody for doing that. You've seen me on TV. Uh, but the point is, while kids are out trick-or-treating, we're embroiled in this Paul Pelosi news cycle where someone showed up to his house. Uh, I don't know that he was trick-or-treating, uh, but appears to have been let in. Uh, the cop showed up. There was a hammer fight. It really looks sketchy. Okay. It's very plausible, very plausible that a junkie breaks into the Pelosi house and attacks the guy. The minute you start to think other scenarios, one is because a lot of the detail doesn't really look uh, (laughs) anything like it's being fed to us as. But two, the fact that the Democrats immediately, immediately ran out there and did what? They tried to blame it on Republicans instantly, okay? And that's a hard thing to fathom. You know, you can sell me, you know, that a junkie broke into a house in San Francisco because it happens all the time. But the idea that a hippie who was a member of a Berkeley nudist colony is somehow this Republican vigilante? I mean, dude. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Very tough sale. And then when you hear the 2 a.m., everybody's in their underwear when the cops show up thing. I mean, it's again, it's just it's hard. (laughs) If that's the official narrative we're going with, you gotta do better than that. Barry's out in California. He's got some thoughts of his own. Yo, Barry. Jimmy, thank you very much for thank you so much for uh, finally uh, bringing you light. Every Republican should be saying what you're saying. This is just ludicrous. So the guy's able. The guy lets Paul Pelosi go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. but Paul Pelosi can't lock the door. He can he make a nine one one call, but then he can't lock the door and stay there for three more minutes until the cops show up. It's, it's I mean very bizarre. It's, no, it's not bizarre. This is in fact, in the fact that the the, the Democrats started calling it out right away. Republicans need to. Republicans need to get a spine and start pushing back well, on all this. Let crap. me just this jump in. Let me let me let me tell you the difference between what they're doing, what I'm doing. Okay, just so you understand. Okay, they, you know, the guy's been beaten with a hammer. Whether he was involved in an illicit sex encounter or he was randomly attacked, you know, we're trying to show some some tact, some couth, some restraint. 
and not attempt to capitalize on the suffering of this guy. Now, the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats is the Democrats very much tried to get out there and capitalize with no facts to support their argument other than, well, if someone got hurt and they were a member of the Democratic Party, it must be the Republican Party's fault. That's their knee-jerk reaction. To their credit, the Republicans don't do that because that would make them no better than the Democrats. What I'm doing is threading the conversational needle in between, which is, hey, man, I think everybody who's heard this story doesn't believe it. Jimmy, Jimmy, no, no, you're, you're right. However, once the Democrats do that, no, then the gloves are off. I'm sorry. The Democrat, the Republicans started out fine. Mm-hmm. The Democrat, when the, the Democrats took the gloves off. Come on. But here's the People thing. Need to, but here's the thing. Just, so I know. Republicans need to fight back. But let me just sake. let me just jump in, just so you get it. Okay, we're eight days out from the midterms. The Republicans are winning on the issues. They're winning on crime. This kind of plays into that. They're winning on the border. Okay, they're certainly winning on parental rights and education. They're winning on the economy with inflation. They don't want the next eight days to be a referendum on Paul Pelosi's nightlife. They want it to be a referendum on what the Democrats have done to the country. So that's why they're really not taking, like, the bait here because we just – we don't even have a full story, to be clear. I know well, – what your frustration is the Democrats will blame the Republicans for anything and you just want the Republicans to do the same. But the, what I'm trying to say to you, Barry, is the country doesn't get anywhere – which just becomes like a tit for tat, you know, especially in a scenario where there's none none of those (laughs) that first T word wasn't involved in this story. Jimmy, Jimmy, Mm -hmm. how did we end up with the Russian, the fake, the fake Russian conspiracy? Mm -hmm. Because Democrats, because Republicans played along with Democrat lies. Mm -hmm. Come on. We need to. I'm sorry. I know, but we don't know what the lie and the truth is. Do you get it? Like, we don't know. All we have right now is a lot of murky details. Exactly, but exact. So why aren't they pushing out the murky details again? Why? I'm why? Sure. <laughs> no, I, hold on. You're missing you are, something here. You are. I am not. I am not. I. I am saying this is very hard for me to believe. It's a guy who spent a lot of time driving a taxi, yes. knows what goes on at two in the morning. You know, knows what kind of people wind up in the houses of people on Paul Pelosi's level, and that has nothing to do with sexual orientation. It just means, like, for real, at two in at two in the morning, if someone's in your house in their underwear swinging a hammer uh you're usually the reason they wound up in the house i'm not to say it's yes. not you know so i get it but again there's not right. a clean line of attack here barry and, and if no, the, go ahead. nobody's even nobody's even saying what you're saying that's why i called a thank you mm-hmm. no no other republicans are saying what you're saying oh i know but why? again well i why? told you why because republicans don't you know, want to run on paul pelosi might be hiring yes. hookers and it went sideways they want to run on the border they want to run on the economy they want to run on crime they don't want to run on this you get it there this isn't a running issue this mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the election but it this does. If, do. if if every Republican gets out of bed today, Barry, and takes your advice and just starts saying, hey, Paul Pelosi, what's up with that? You're lying. OK, then that really does become the news cycle for the next eight days. They don't want that. No, you know, you, Jimmy, you know what this has to do with? Mm-hmm. This has to do with the Democrats knowing that the Republicans are going to take the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're, they're, what they're going to say is, oh, Republicans are evil. Mm-hmm. So no matter what they want, Biden can Biden has all the authority to veto everything mm-hmm. because Republicans are evil. Mm-hmm. Look, Republicans voted these people in after a Republican attacked Paul Pelosi. Mm-hmm. This, they know they lost already. This has nothing to do with so, the November 8th 
election. Mm -hmm. It has to do with the narrative that they're going to have going forward. I don't know. Oh, Republicans are bad. We're good. I don't know. I mean, that's always going to be the narrative. So how is that going to change their strategy? I mean, they've been calling us Hitler for eight years. Because people are just going to, unlike you, who Mm -hmm. are who are who are actually fighting back. The rest of the country is going to believe this crap. I, I don't know that they are. Like, if you look, look, just jump in. If you look at the midterm polling, the rest of the country does not believe anything the Democrats are saying. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, mm-hmm. the Fox News on their website, they're reporting all of this stuff about, oh, there was, there's, he has a list of other people. I tell you. Listen, a week from now, just mm-hmm. like the drunk driving, mm-hmm. Paul Pelosi was with another guy drunk driving. We don't, we don't know even know the story behind we, that. that. We don't know it. that. You just said we don't know the story behind that, but you're also insinuating that wait. you do. We don't know. So the point is, we wait, can't. Wait, wait, no. We know. We know. We know somebody was with Paul Pelosi. Yeah, we know the second airbag driving. deployed. We just don't know who. Could have been a guy. Could have been a girl. Exactly. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. But we don't know. But the point is, okay, we're not trying to make this. Uh, you know, if Paul Pelosi's with a man in a relationship, he still hasn't done anything wrong. Okay, there's nothing wrong with okay. that. Okay. Yes. But but that's that's the issue. Is there's no? I don't see the clean line of attack. Again. All the Republicans should be saying is that the Democrats are full of it, and it was reckless to run out and pin this on our rhetoric. Which I'm going to play you I'm, clips of Republicans doing that after we get off the phone. I promise. I, I'm. I'm sorry, but that's not going to work. Because <laughs> I don't know what that, to tell you. What the it, only thing, no, you know, no, we need to get the truth out. We need the. We don't have we the truth it. yet. Of course we do. We, we want all of those things. We we want well, body we cam footage. Get, we want to know everything there is to know. I agree with you, but until we have why, those things, there's nothing to attack. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody like you, what you're doing right now, everybody has to do that. Because then it'll come out. If we just take their narrative, then a week from now, it's going to be, oh. Just, but what are you hoping, really quick, what are you hoping will come out? That's what I don't understand. The truth. Okay. And so what, but what is there a specific truth you're hoping for? Like what I'm saying is there's, there's the a couple scenarios in that play. I'm hoping the specific truth that seems pretty obvious right now mm-hmm. is this was had nothing to do with politics oh yeah whatsoever well, that's easy and and my guess is the guy the, the guy that's going to end up going to jail for probably a long time mm-hmm. he might be have, have mental illness yeah but he was probably an innocent victim he's probably the innocent one and all of it i don't know man i mean you hit somebody with a hammer it's hard to it's hard to claim innocence oh, oh, <laughs> oh by the way so so tell me this so tell me how do the cops witness Two guys wrestling for a hammer. I know, and not getting involved. Uh, I know. One guy gets the hammer back Uh and is able to hit the other guy with a hammer. Mm -hmm. They would. They how. How? I don't. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm hoping all of this will come out. I mean, understand, Barry. You've got to. You've got to be mindful of the fact the guy's being charged today. So we're going to get information today. Yeah, that guy, we haven't again, had that. That, So again, the guy's going to get. The guy's going to get basically screwed. He's not going to get screwed if you hit somebody in the head with a hammer. The guy should be in prison. He's not getting screwed. And, okay. And do we? Well, uh-huh. No, because we don't know his story. He might. It might have been self-defense. We don't know. All right. I, well, we have to find. That's the point. When you admit what in yeah. one breath that we don't know, but you say in the other, Republicans need to go on offense. We don't know what we're yeah. going on offense against. That's the point. 
Well, they, but then, then the Republicans can at least do what you're doing and point out how ludicrous the current argument is. It's ludicrous, but, we're, current... but again, you can't comp- you got to reserve judgment until we have all the facts. We expect to get a dump of facts today. I'm, you are welcome I'm... to call back and do this again if we get more facts. I'll put you right through, Barry. You don't scare me. Not no, that you want to. No, you know what I'm saying. No, by the way, Jimmy, I'm not arguing with you per se because I, I like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. My problem is this. The rest of the Republicans are not doing what you're doing and basically saying, are you kidding me? You're going to believe this current story? It's well, like, listen. until anybody accuses anybody of anything, mm-hmm. why don't we get all the facts? And if you start accusing us of stuff, you don't want to become do because something. no, you don't you want to become do the thing. You don't want to become the thing you hate. That's the point. So yeah, the Democrats <sighs> recklessly accuse the Republicans. Like it, it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make any progress in the country. Barry, we like, agree to disagree. There's nothing. There's nothing I can say to you here. I, I again, again, the point I'm making Russian, is Russian, Jimmy, Russian collusion. Mm-hmm. Russian collusion. Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened when we were like, oh yeah, let's wait for the facts. Remember that. What, that they ran out and said that the media and the Democrats, the media and the Democrats are going to do whatever the hell they want, no matter what the Republicans do. Do you understand? The media buried a Hunter Biden laptop story a week before an election that we all know is true. Okay, nothing the Republicans do in regards to Paul Pelosi is going to make the media be like, from now on, we'll help the Republicans. That's not going to happen. This is a pipe dream. Mm -hmm. So you're so you're telling me, well, we have to we have to be gentlemen when we fight. And we'll just keep losing that's, as gentlemen. That's not the we're not losing. We're winning in every damn poll. They're about no. to take the Senate and the House. Barry, you're not. I'm, yeah. I'm just telling you because I care. I'm going to lose you to a commercial break. We're not losing. That's the point. Yes, you want them to yell and scream at Democrats. They're doing something better. In a democracy, seizing control of power is going to be more productive than calling the Democrats names. And the Republicans, who are eight days away from winning the Senate and the House, don't want to abandon that to go have a referendum on who should be hooking up with who at two in the morning, especially when we don't even know if anybody was hooking up. Good call as always. Barry will do it again. Andy is in Burlington, Vermont. Andy has questions of his own. Yo, Andy. Hey, Jimmy. How my, you doing? My man. Hey, um, go ahead. Hey, you know, well, my, uh, you know, I got kind of a question. I haven't really seen it in the news media mm-hmm. or whatever, but who actually the alleged attack or the attacker on mm-hmm. Paul Pelosi allegedly shouted, you know, Nancy, where's Nancy? Let me tell you what my gut is. I'm just going to jump in here because me and Barry just had a long talk over this. Okay, I think you're I think you're raising an excellent point. I think what honestly happened, this is my gut. Now, my gut could be wrong, so I want to be responsible. We're going to get some facts out of the police today with the story has changed several times. My gut is this is just my gut as a cab driver who's dropped a lot of people off at a lot of weird scenarios in the middle of the night and knows what goes down in those witching hours where the demons come looking for you. My honest-to-goodness gut as a cab driver is that Paul Pelosi had someone in his house that he probably shouldn't have had in his house, and the minute it went sideways, there was a strategic, a very strategic narrative planted with very strategically friendly media members to say, hey, this was some random Republican break-in. They went after Nancy Pelosi and got Paul instead. My guess is there was a hookup going on. Things went sideways 
is because this is what happens, just to be clear, okay? When guys are out at 2 or 3 in the morning and they're looking for hookers, okay, they're not in a good frame of mind. But you know who else isn't in a good frame of mind? The hooker. The hooker who's out there turning <laughs> tricks in exchange for drugs. Sometimes you let a feral cat into the house and give it a bowl of milk because your heart's in the right place, but you shut the door behind that cat and all hell breaks loose. Why? Because it's a feral cat. I think Paul Pelosi might have had a couple of feral cats that he was trying to have a good time with, and it went sideways from there. They planted a very convenient narrative in the media that this was a right-wing strongman. But if you know anything about Berkeley and hippie communes and nudist colonies, they're not exactly Mar-a-Lago weekly, okay? They're not MAGA people. That's the point. But Paul Pelosi was the only one that supposedly heard this guy screaming, where's Nancy? I'm here for Nancy. Uh No neighbors. Nobody else heard him. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I, I, okay. that's a scam. I, I, I think that there's no chance this is a right-wing guy who went looking for Nancy Pelosi at 2 in the morning, okay? And that shouting is what really tied it in. That's mm-hmm. what they really wanted to tie it into, it being a, an attack by the Republicans. It's Yes, of course. And, you and, know— and is, is this guy a citizen? Is he a voting citizen? Uh, <laughs> I have no—I I have no idea, you know? I heard something about Canada. I don't know. <laughs> The point is, it's tough. It's tough to buy it, especially at these prices with inflation. You know what I'm saying? It's it's already tough to buy. Uh, Andy. It, it, it you... is tough to buy. Can't afford it. I can't afford to buy that. Sorry. Uh, It's it's amazing. Um, But listen, this is a brilliant call. I'm not cutting you off. We're we're up against a hard commercial break, but let's do it again soon, brother. Back after this. The critics have Have spoken. spoken. You snotty little bastard. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be rapping with Michigan gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon in the next hour. Also hanging out with Kat Kamek from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. My first day back in New York. We were out in Spokane. We are out in Spokaloo. Spokompton, as they call it. And we had a wild time. If you have not been to a Fox Across America event and you see one in your area, you have to go. It's like the crowd is amazing like i'm proud like i leave there i go home and call jenny and i'm like i can't believe these people come to see me you know what i mean just somebody's gonna show up that's great but the fact that everybody's that cool like it really like honestly like it means a lot to me it's a big deal so you got a lot of dates coming up uh you know i'm in vegas this week unfortunately it's sold out uh but december 9th and 10th i will be at the bricktown comedy club in oklahoma city uh down in okc and then the following week, uh, December 16th and 17th, I'll be at the Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Come on. If you come out to that one, we're going to the buffet, the back the back 40 buffet in the old train car. We're going to be there eating. You can't miss me. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We're getting ready for a wild one in this hour. Michigan gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon stopping by the program to talk about education. Why? Because Gretchen Whitmer campaigned over the weekend with Randy Weingarten, who happens to be the head of the New York City Teachers Union. Okay, a woman who is the patron saint of school closures was on the campaign trail with Gretchen Whitmer, a woman who claimed 
that she only shut down schools for three months. You were lying your ass off. Big time lie. We will discuss it at 888-788-9910. We're also waiting for the charges to be announced against the man who either invaded the Pelosi residence or was let in uh, at 2 a.m. We don't really have a lot of accurate detail. We have a lot of changing stories. Like, I'll give you a good example right now. And if you want to weigh in on any of this, 888-788-9910. I just flew back from Spokane, Washington, and I'm trying to pull my life together. We had a rough crowd. (laughs) They were great people. But I'm banged up. If you didn't see me on America's Newsroom this morning, we posted the hit on the Fox Across America Facebook page. It's worth checking out to watch my feeble attempts at convincingly playing an adult on live television. It was a wild one. Uh, But we'll hold this show together with a little help. We got Tudor Dixon. We got Kat Kamek. And, yes, you yourself, always welcome, 888-788-9910. Politico has an article out right now. It's so fascinating to me. And this is why nobody trusts the media. Okay, when it comes to the media at this point, you know, more people trust the finger sandwiches at Jeffrey Dahmer's house than they do the media. What the hell did you just say? But stick with me. Politico has an article out slamming Republicans for spreading what they say are baseless reports on the Paul Pelosi attack. Now, I want you to follow me. Here is today's Politico article. The specific passage, okay, I'm about to read for you, okay, multiple Republicans weighing in online to raise questions about the investigation based on unfounded and false claims. This is the Politico article. Among those baseless claims that a third person answered the door when police arrived at the Pelosi home, which San Francisco law enforcement has said is not true. However, Politico has an article from, are you ready for it? One day Earlier, saying officers arrived at the house, knocked on the front door, and were led inside by an unarmed, an unknown person, at which point they discovered DePap and Pelosi struggling for a hammer, and after they instructed them to drop the weapon, DePap took the hammer and violently attacked Pelosi. So you understand, Politico reports on Sunday that the cops were let in by a third unknown person. On Monday, they say, do you believe these Republicans that are out there saying there was a third person in there. The media is a bunch of losers. Either that or they're all just reading Politico and getting bad information. But this whole have it both ways ridiculousness is why nobody trusts the media. It's also why nobody takes Democrats seriously when they talk about the need to condemn political violence. We don't even know that this was political violence. There's nothing about the man's history that would make you think it was. He's a fat hippie from a nudist commune outside of Berkeley. Okay, which is as left wing as they come. Okay, this idea that he just got revved up and tried to attack Nancy Pelosi. We don't know that he said, where's Nancy? We know that that line was conveniently planted into the media to frame this out as a MAGA attack instead of a late night get together gone awry. But I will tell you this as someone who drove a cab and has dropped a lot of people off at a lot of late night get togethers. There is nothing, nothing about this story that makes me believe Paul Pelosi is the innocent victim of some random violence. Not even close. But we move forward for a second because the truth be told, you know, if you look at the midterm polling, the Republicans now projected to take the Senate and the House and they're not poised to retake the Senate and the House. 
because people care what Paul Pelosi is doing in the bedroom, okay, or doing in the living room or doing in the kitchen for that matter. I don't specifically know the answers. I just know the story doesn't add up the way it's been told. And based on nothing but my gut, I am telling you there was a little something going on there uh, one way or the other that had nothing to do with people denying the results of the 2020 election. That's all I can tell you. Okay, but we move forward for a second because in the current midterm election where the Democrats are projected to lose everything, they're projected to do so because in the areas that matter to voters, they are failing. Okay, the number one issue facing voters right now is the economy. Okay, crime is up there. The border's up there. You know what's not up there in the top five? Climate change and late-term abortion. Okay, but there was Biden again over the weekend saying, if I get back the Senate and we have a clear majority— I'm going to immediately pass a bill to codify Roe versus Wade. That's what he said. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. A dirty mind and a limited mind. Because, again, nobody cares about this. Mark Ruffalo, jackass actor, posts this lengthy video that I watched on the plane yesterday when I'm flying back from Spokane, explaining how we all have to support Kathy Hochul here in New York because she's going to spend more on climate change. You're a loony. Yo, nobody, and I mean nobody, cares about climate change here in New York. That is a rich white person's weather control fantasy. Hey, we can control the weather if you just, you know, (laughs) you just reply to this fundraising email. Please give us money. You see, the Democrats don't believe climate change is a real thing. That's why they all fly around on private jets and do nothing to actually change their lifestyle. They don't believe it. But a lot of the celebrities that follow them do because they want to believe they're fighting to save the planet because they feel a sense of guilt, a survivor guilt. If you're getting paid to fly fake spaceships for a living and you make $20, $30 million a year, you do feel some guilt over how ridiculously fortunate you've become. So being told that you're doing something as noble as saving the planet is very appealing to a lot of celebrities who don't like what they see when they look inward at their own self. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, so that's where climate change becomes popular in those circles. But nothing demonstrates just so how far out of touch celebrities and Democrats are with the electorate, like vote for me and we'll give you more abortion. Vote for me, we'll give you more climate change spending. Yo, people are getting mugged in the streets, okay? People are starving. People are skipping meals because inflation is that far out of control. Walking into the room and being like, I've got it, more abortion. Okay, honestly, if that's your campaign message. Are you stupid or something? Yeah, have to be. Okay. Joe Biden, don't get me wrong. This guy is an aggressive campaigner. Okay, nobody wants to campaign with him right now, according to the media. They themselves admitted it over the weekend. I thought this was really funny. They've got Obama back out on the campaign trail. But they've got nobody out there asking for Biden to come and campaign with him. And that's a little bit of a liability if you're Joe Biden. You know, but that's just a little bit of a reality if you happen to be a Democrat right now. Okay, here's the media talking about it. Uh, It is clip 11. They're relying on somebody who was last on the ballot a decade ago to come in as their closer in the midterms. It tells you a lot about where things are. I talked to two people yesterday just in regular conversations like, you know, Barack Obama is so good at this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they're counting on. Democrats are right. You put your best team on the field and... President Obama is the best team. I think the fact that he's out there also tells you what we know about the election. Joe Biden can't be out there. So this is the only person they can put out. Come on, man. Now, how can they say Joe Biden can't be out there? This is a man who campaigned in 54 states in 2018. Listen to this. Clip 12. 
By the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. <laughs> I'll codify Roe versus Wade. That's what we did in 2018. We went to 54 states. There's only 50 of them, guys. Okay, yeah, so nobody wants to campaign with Biden. He likes to brag, oh, I've campaigned with 15 candidates. There's 435 Democrats running in the House. Okay, there's 50 Democrats in the Senate. They're not all up for re-election, but the point is he's got over about 475 candidates out there that could potentially campaign with him. 15 have showed up so far. Biden sucks. Okay, and just continues to lie. Okay, and that's the part of this midterm. You know, we're in the silly season now. Okay, here is Biden talking about on Friday that inflation and gas prices are down. This is clip one. So economic growth is up. The price of inflation is down. Real incomes are on going are up and the price of gas is down. Folks continue to spend, but now a more stable pace than during our rapid recovery last year. I mean, you can't be any more desperate than to get in front of a camera and lie like that. Okay, economic growth is up. Real wages are trailing inflation right now. Do you know what that means? It means everybody, everybody's economic growth is taking a backseat to inflation. Okay, inflation is not down. Okay, the price of gas is not down. The price of gas when Joe Biden took office was two dollars and thirty nine cents. He's bragging about the price of gas being down from what he did to the economy. That is correct. Okay, we're facing a national diesel shortage, which is about to send the price of everything through the roof. Okay, number one. Number two. When he says things like, uh, you know, our rapid recovery, things are on a more stable pace. Yo, every economist believes we're on the verge of a recession. Okay, every economist believes it was idiotic to pass something called an Inflation Reduction Act if, in fact, it didn't address the issue of inflation. Climate change is not popular. The Democrats passed the biggest climate change bill in the history of our country by calling it the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, but does the bill do anything, anything at all, anything to reduce inflation? And that's not me talking. That's the Congressional Budget Office, the CBO. It's nonpartisan. This isn't some Republican fact check. This is just the truth. Okay, and that's the issue we have. Okay, but there's a lot of questions going around right now. Okay, here's another Biden one saying we've taken gas down since the election. Clip two. Since the election, we've been we've taken gas prices down from where they were. I mean, dude, since the election, you've taken prices down from where they were? Stop lying to us. Again and again and again. The price of gas when he got into office, nationwide average for a price of gas was two thirty nine a gallon. Okay, right now it's three seventy nine. So when Joe Biden gets out there and says that, oh inflation's down, gas is down. <laughs> Straight clowning. Okay, but in these midterm elections, this is just fascinating what we're hearing out of some of these people. Okay, Gretchen Whitmer, she was in a debate last week with Tudor Dixon and said, what? Oh, I uh, I only closed schools for three months. Yo, schools in Michigan remained remote 
well through the end of the 2021 school year. Okay, she closed them for three months at the end of 2020. That's the semantic contortion she's getting into. But did she fight to get the schools reopened and in person for 2021? The answer would be no. No. 90% of the kids in that state worked remote the whole school year. Okay, they had entire districts that never made it into the classroom once in 2021. And now their test scores are plummeting. And what are they saying to you? Oh, no, that wasn't me. That was it. They're doing the old Shaggy song. It wasn't me. <laughs> we need pandemic amnesty. It was a foggy time. We didn't know what was going on. They knew what was going on. Okay, in the summer of 2020, the American Academy of Pediatrics said kids are safer in school than they are at home. Number one, because they academically learn more in school than they do when they're one of 30 thumbnails on a computer screen. Okay, number two, a lot of kids, just so you understand, who happen to come from low-income households get most of their nutrition from the school lunch program. Kids who happen to live in situations where, sadly, they're abused in the house, much harder to diagnose when you're one of 30 thumbnails on a screen as opposed to when you're someone who's physically interacting in person with multiple teachers in your school on a day-to-day basis. Okay, never mind the higher rates of depression and anxiety and self-harm from not getting the socialization kids need. And then you also just get into the hard facts about COVID, which is thankfully, by the grace of God, it has not adversely affected many children. Okay, the mortality rate, okay, for kids when it comes to COVID, okay, less than one one hundredth of a percent of kids who've gotten COVID have died. Now, one child death is too many, but thankfully, so you understand. Okay, anyone who has died of COVID has kind of died with it, meaning they were heavily immunocompromised if, in fact, they were a young child. I don't take any consolation in saying that to you. It's still, sadly, a kid that lost its life, and it breaks your heart to say that as a parent and a person. But what the Democrats have done to this country, whether it's, you know, the woke bail reforms that have turned the streets lawless, whether it was the shut schools that have harmed these kids profoundly, Okay, whether it was completely tanking our domestic energy policy in an effort to green light a lot of this green energy spending, all of the repercussions being felt now are a end result of democratic policy. So when they get out there and they try to pass the buck like this, there's a reason the poll numbers don't show any receivers with open arms catching that pass. Okay, they've screwed up everything known to man. And what's coming in the midterms is so far beyond deserve it. But if you're a Republican listening to my show because you're like, I like this guy. He's got a little bit of a screw loose. You understand the country's in a dire spot. It's not superficial. Okay, in 2016, it was superficial. The country was doing good. We got tax cuts. They jump started the economy. They slashed a lot of regulation. Gas was down. The border was secure. We were living well enough under Donald Trump that we were all able to spend three years pretending he might be a Russian asset. We don't have that luxury anymore. Like if the Republicans win back the Senate and the House and think they're going to Congress to just call the Democrats names so we can all fight a culture war on Twitter, you're out of your minds because you're going to hear it from everybody because the country sucks right now. And the only only way it's ever going to turn around is if people get off their ass in Washington in both parties and start doing something. I admire your honesty. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. 
your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to Tudor Dixon in the next break. Her opening act in the great state of Michigan. Chris is in Kalamazoo. Yo, Chris. Jimmy, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing, man. I'm a little banged up from Spokane, but I'm pulling it together. <laughs> I was there a long time ago. Beautiful town. Well, used to be. No, I loved it. I actually, it was. A, it really was. A, I, I thought it was quite a nice town. The people were great. And uh, honestly, forgive me for saying so, Jenny Fallon, but the women of Spokane were great. They were fantastic. Like, my perverted producer would have loved it. Everybody came up to me and was like, isn't my wife gorgeous? And I'm like, it's really not my place to say. Uh, but meet me in the dressing room, honey. I kid. Uh, stick with me here. Uh, is we- I got Tudor Dixon coming on. Uh, where so are you? stoked. Oh, are you fired up for that? Okay. What, can- I am fired up, Judy Dixon. She she brings a real fire to what could be the great state of Michigan. Whitmer <laughs> has done nothing for us other than lockdowns, and three times she tried to install a uh, 45 cent gas tax to fix the damn roads. Oh Our roads still suck here, Jimmy. <laughs> What I'm always amazed by is when you look at how bad the economy is, you look at how bad crime is, like you said, you look at how bad gas is, how does anybody justify voting for a politician who's been on board with the policies that cause this? You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. where, like, party loyalty really screws people over. Because I'm not voting for Republicans, if you know, if they're in charge for two years and everything in the country goes to hell. It truly amazes me because, like, I'm watching the debate. The only thing that they can name drop word salad against Tudor Dixon is, oh, it, she's she's endorsed by DeVos and she's endorsed by Trump. That's all they got. Yep. But I yet, mean, where does Gretchen Whitmer get most of her money? Oh, you know. Her dad was also on the board of Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh, man. We'll get into it with Tudor Dixon. Great job opening it up. Way to go, Chris. We'll do it again. Back with Tudor after this. Tonight, on an all-new intervention, we go inside the disturbing new addiction that's bringing America to its knees. My name is Doug Fritz, and I am addicted to dressing up my pet on Halloween. It started one Easter when I put rabbit ears on my Great Dane. She hated it, but the picture got 80 likes on Facebook, and I was hooked. Dressing up my cat on Halloween was a high like nothing I've ever felt before. Every time he put on that Superman cape, I felt like I could fly. My Instagram followers went through the roof. The next thing I knew, I was dressing her up for all the holidays. Intervention. The Halloween pet costume epidemic. I lost my job, my friends. I pawned my engagement ring so I could buy her a wedding dress. And then I hit rock bottom. I I skipped my son's birthday to make a video of my cat on a treadmill. Tonight at 9, only on A&E. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And, yes, you can dress your pets up for Halloween, and I'm sure everyone on Instagram will love it. Uh, You know who really won't love it deep down, if we're being honest? Your pet. Bingo. Joining us now, a superstar candidate for governor in the great state of Michigan. I do not know that she is playing pet dress up at the moment, but we'll get her thoughts. Tudor Dixon is here. Hello, hello. Hello, thank you for having me. Where do I don't mean to, you know, put the screws right to you out of the gate, but where do you weigh in on the controversial issue of pet costumes? You know, I sort of agree with you that they probably don't love it, but I have four daughters and a very small dog, and he oh, has yeah. on occasion been dressed up by children. <laughs> no, they all have. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty just the same. My, my dog is, I've seen him in football jerseys. You know, we're all guilty of this from time to time. Uh, but I laugh. <laughs> 
Uh, and I appreciate you giving us a moment. You are you're like a touring rock band right now. I saw you I saw you campaigning uh, with Tulsi Gabbard, but the crowds are pretty revved up. Are, are you like singing songs at this point? There will no there will not be singing. I just want to clarify. I want people to keep coming to the event. So I will not be singing. <laughs> so there's no pet dress up, there's no musical finale. These are things people need to know. You've got a lot of rallies no. scheduled. They need to know. Um I, there couldn't be to me, and I just want to talk about the contrast, okay? You're out there campaigning over the weekend with Tulsi Gabbard, someone who very vocally left the Democratic Party and called them out for a lot of the excesses, especially when it comes to the government abuse of its citizens. Your opponent is campaigning with Randy Weingartner, who happens to be the head of the New York City's teachers union and the patron saint of school closures. Didn't you think that was a little bit of a self-owned by Gretchen Whitmer to try to distance herself first from the issue of school closures during the debate, but then campaign with the woman who's pushed them harder than anybody? Not only that, the lieutenant governor comes out and says, gets a good public education, and that starts with taking care of the adults. Oh, my goodness. That's how that is how they're working this. And then they stand in Detroit and they say, this is about political power. No, this is about service. This is what they're missing. This is about serving the people. But I mean, it's not a surprise. And and we had an article yesterday or today (laughs) that said Gretchen Whitmer is getting tens of or dozens of people at her events. We are getting hundreds of people at our events. And we're very excited about that. It's, it's wild. We're talking to Tudor Dixon on the line. She's the GOP gubernatorial candidate in Michigan. And yes, like a touring rock band. I would assume there's a free beer giveaway, but can you confirm that that's not the case either? <laughs> there are times when there are cash bars involved. With yes. the- <laughs> that's what I and there are areas of Michigan where that is you know, expected. And we love all, the entire state. So we like to make sure that we keep the people moving forward and out there getting people to vote. Hey, I'm with you. Yeah, you're not going to hear any beer arguments out of this staff. Man, you ought to meet him some. Actually, you shouldn't meet my staff sometimes. But let me ask you this while I got you on the line. Okay, I feel that, you know, when you look at the test scores and how they've plummeted, and I feel like there's almost this weird indifference to the kids themselves. Like, you expect a policy difference when it comes to a campaign. But is it a little bizarre that the emphasis has been placed, yes, on the adults, and it hasn't been placed on the kids? Are you surprised by that at all? Absolutely. Michigan is in the bottom 10 in the nation, and Gretchen Whitmer has not said anything about what she would do to get the education system back on track, to make sure that the kids have a future. She doesn't talk about reading. Our reading scores are in the tank. Nearly 60% of third graders failed this past year. We are in trouble when it comes to the kids, but the focus is on the adults. And you know why? Because the adults are the ones that are funding their campaign. You have the teachers union putting a million dollars and probably more into Gretchen Whitmer's campaign. So she's, of course, going to come out and hold their water and say, it's like, oh, we've got to take out, we've got to take care of the adults. Now, on the contrast, we are fighting a machine. I mean, we are truly fighting a, mach- a money machine on that side. So anybody that make sure we get these people out of office, go to TudorDixon.com, talk to your friends. Let's make sure these Democrats don't move to higher office. No, I mean, because the thing is, and this is the part that we were kind of harping on before you got on the phone, okay, is Gretchen Whitmer, by and large, is is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and rolled into one and that she's supported everything they've done and is as big government as they come. And I don't think the average person really gets the impact and the negative, for that matter, that the government has had on America. 
Americans in reaction to this pandemic, whether it was shutting down your business, shutting down your kid's school, shutting down your church. Everything in our American way of life has been up, you know, has been kind of upended by the you know government response here. And the idea that anybody would be OK with more of it, it really does, you know, speak to people being so partisan. It almost works against them. And that's the part that kind of freaks me out. But let me ask you this, because I'm talking about all of this partisanship. Um, you know, as the mother of four girls, are you concerned in any way that the left is almost erasing women with some of, you know, this overzealous, you know, policies they're pushing towards transgender youth and stuff like that? You mean when you have a man go to the White House who is is mocking little girls every day and he's the person who gets the interview with the president? Yes, it's a very big concern. You have a, a situation in the state of Michigan where we have the Department of Ed training people to say, okay, when kid, kids come into the classroom, talk, ask them their name, ask them their, their gender, ask them what um, pronouns they want to use, and then lie to mom and dad about it. In fact, this proposal on the ballot would even allow somebody to help a child start to transition without mom and dad knowing about it. So we're certainly concerned that there is an attempt to erase girls, but also in sports, you see the, mm-hmm. the changing of Title IX. Yeah. You see them saying one th- what we saw with Obama when they came in in the middle of the night and said, okay, now boys have to be in the girls' locker rooms. And you see girls getting in trouble for being upset that boys are in their locker room. I mean, it's totally crazy. It's it's so weird that we're here, and this is considered mainstream policy in the Democratic Party, because any objective observer, you remove politics from the equation. They hear what you just said, which is boys are allowed in the girls' locker room. Under any set of circumstances, that's a non, that should be a non-starter. But in the Democratic Party, it's a very real thing, and that's the point I'm trying to make, you know, for people listening um, is that there's this there's a strange thing going on within the Democratic Party where I think they'll embrace anything that allows them uh, to use it as a cudgel against the right, meaning they'll take an extreme position and then say that you and me are terrible for pushing back on it. We must not be tolerant and accepting of these trans kids. But the truth is uh, we're tolerant and accepting of everybody. Uh, we just want this thing to be done in a manner that also shows some deference to women. It's, so it's not about being anti-trans so much as it's about being pro-women and certainly pro-parent. And the legislation you're talking about is not pro-parent. So can you confirm? OK, we've established a lot today. You're not going to go out of your way to dress up the pets, <laughs> and you're going to give the parents some say if there's a, gover- a Governor Dixon. Absolutely. We have the Parents' Right to Know Act. We don't want parents to have to search for the information. We want you to be able to go to the website, get your classroom, find out what books are in your classroom, in your school library, what the trainings the teacher has been through are, and what the syllabus for the class is going to be. We want parents to have that at their fingertips. We believe that sunlight is the best disinfectant, and once there's some sunlight on the classroom, we will get all of the stuff out of there that doesn't need to be, that's not age-appropriate. Get back to the basics of teaching, reading, writing, and math. No, amen. You got you got a standing out from the studio audience. Last thing I'll throw at you then. Okay, you have assured us there's no singing at your events uh, because I think you said you want people to show up. Not for me. Okay, fair, fair and fine. <laughs> okay, but we're all rooting hard. Okay, you pull out the win next Tuesday night. Now you, it doesn't really matter if they leave. I mean, I know we need a good shot for TV, but is there any chance we get some uh, America's Got Talent out of you next Tuesday night after you win? You are going to see me give a speech and thank everybody and you will never 
see me sing. I promise you that. <laughs> people have tried to make that happen. I don't want to have people run away. I don't want to hear, you know, coyotes howling in the background. <laughs> a person needs to know their limitations. Is that what you're telling me? Exactly. I know what I do well, and I know that I cannot sing. All right. No, fair. Okay, listen, that's, that, it's, I, I think it's uh, my gift. Listen, I, I think at this point, if you polled the average voter, uh, they don't need a, a governor who can put out an album. They just need a governor who can get crime under control <laughs> and get the kids back to work. So you're well positioned there. Um, we'll enjoy Halloween with your family and, and go easy on the dog. Not too many costume changes, okay? We'll try to treat him pretty well tonight. All right, you're the best. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. The great Tudor Dixon, uh, the website tutordixon.com. Uh, listen, man, when you follow Michigan specifically and you really attune yourself to what's gone on there, they have been. We talk about the weaponization of big government and just how it's really corrupted the way of life. The beating they have taken. And do you remember what was so crazy in the very beginning of the lockdowns where no one could do anything? They like literally. Do you remember they were telling you like you couldn't have an outdoor barbecue on the 4th of July? Can't even do that. Hey, don't even don't you dare go outside. Uh, you can't go to church, can't go to school, can't go to work. Don't you dare. Oh, you guys want to riot because of George Floyd? Yeah, it's fine. It's it's fine. Don't worry about it. The the virus knows you can go do that. If you remember when they shut down everything known to man, Gavin Newsom when he got caught going to the French laundry. Nancy Pelosi shut down all the salons, got caught getting a blowout. But what did Gretchen Whitmer and her husband get caught doing? They shut down everything known to man, and then some sleuth figured out that they were trying to rent boats for the holiday weekend and go out boating when you were all being told to stay home. That's just how white folks will do you. I mean, the height of hypocrisy, number one. But number two, it's the indifference to kids, man. I harp on this a lot, and, you know, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, you hear my son come on. The link man will come by and talk about life and football and everything in between. Uh, because as a parent, you know, I am, I'm very mindful uh, of the impact that the last two and a half years have had on our kids, man. I was home watching my kid, you know, for most of the pandemic, you know, the first six months of the pandemic, I was doing the show from home before we got back into the building, you know, and I was watching him play Fortnite with his friends in the chat rooms and talk about what it was like to go to school and not learn anything. They were on board in the Democratic Party with screwing up our kids. You're not supposed to forget that. And to be very clear, they knew they were screwing up our kids. We've played you clips of Fauci saying, well, you understand when you take draconian measures such as school shutdowns, you know there's going to be consequences. Meaning they did it, knowing there was going to be consequences. They believed in their head that it would be better for the kids in the long term to be denied school, to be denied the social evolution you go through in school, to be denied access to in-person learning. Because, you know, in the long term, well, COVID, it's so bad. Thankfully, like I said, by the grace of God, COVID has not adversely affected children. But the reason they were okay with harming your kids at the end of the day was pure politics. In the summer of 2020, when we were embroiled at a contentious election, the American Academy of Pediatrics, the branch of our government that's supposed to speak for the well-being of children, that apparatus said kids belong in schools. 
Trump took the position in August of 2020. I have an op-ed about it. You can read it on foxnews.com. It's two years old. Okay, it was written at a third grade level then. It'll still read like it was written at a third grade level now. Uh, But the point is, Trump said, yes, kids belong in schools, at which point there was no chance of your kid getting into a classroom because the Democrats wanted to keep classrooms closed just because. Oh, Trump wants the kids in school? No, now you get no school. But the American Academy of Pediatrics said the kids are safer in school. No, no, you get no school because we can't, heaven forbid, have this work. What if the kids go back to school and then they're fine? Then we're not allowed to say Trump wants to harm your kids and he's gambling with their well-being. We lose all these lines of attack. Plus, the teachers unions don't want to go. They want to day drink in their pajamas, rosé all day. They're the biggest lobbying constituent of the Democratic Party. We're not going to piss them off if they want to stay home in the pajamas. We're not going to tell them to go back to school. We got an election to win. So you understand people knowingly harmed your children, harm my child. OK, Lincoln, understand, was in middle school when the pandemic started. His sixth grade year of middle school got three quarters of the way through. March hit. They never went back to the classroom. So his sixth grade year was no March, April, May or June. Seventh grade year. okay, if you remember, they were going remote in the beginning before they switched to a hybrid eventually. Then he was doing two days on three days uh, from home. Then he was doing three days in school, two days from home. That was his seventh grade year of school. Okay, in his eighth grade year of school, they showed up with a mask on. Did we have any data that said masks work? The answer would be no. Not even by then. Okay, if you remember, Miguel Cardonas, our education secretary, published a study that showed low COVID transmission rates in schools that wore masks. But did he share any data from schools that did not wear masks? The answer would be no. No. Don't ever forget that. Okay, why is that significant? Because by not showing the other data of whether or not, you know, there was a school district out there that wore no masks, they had no COVID de- tests. The basic point is COVID has very, very, very infinitesimally low transmission rates amongst children, thankfully, by the grace of God, which means the masks weren't keeping them from getting COVID. Okay, their young, healthy immune systems were, thank God. But the point is just using my kid as a case study. Okay, he got 60% of an education his first year. Okay, his second year, barely made it into a classroom. Okay, third year, spent the whole thing masked. If you remember, they took off their masks in May of his last school year in middle school. But what happened the next day? The Democrats said, not so fast. We're reviewing these. You're going to have to put them back on. And they really did, if you understand, screw up our kids. Never mind that they missed out on learning, the normalcy of going to school in a regular environment, the fact that the American Academy of Pediatrics said they were safer in the classroom than they were at home. People like Gretchen Whitmer ignored all of that, all of that in the name of political power. So when they yell and scream about, oh, Tudor Dixon, she just wants power. No, Tudor Dixon is trying to give power back to the people it belongs to, which is the voters, which is the parents, which is the children. So all of this garbage that you're hearing out of the Democratic Party. Listen, it worked. It worked for a long time. Republicans are evil. They want to kill your kids. They don't care about covid. You know, listen, that was a strategy for them for a long time. But now the data's out and the game is over. Take-
taking the edge off one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Oh, I'll take Josh. My man Josh in Los Angeles, California, has some questions about the Paul Pelosi story. Josh, are you there? Jimmy, I'm here, man. How you doing? Uh, you know, it's 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 Mondays are always a little dicey when you're a slob like I yeah. am on the weekends. But I'm extra beat up today, so thanks for calling in and singing backup. What's the take on the Pelosi thing? We got a minute. I'm glad you had a, a great a great trip to Spokane. Beautiful city. I got family there. You know, great. I think the thing is, uh, you know, here's the facts that we know. The San Francisco PD made it abundantly clear. There's no evidence to suggest these two knew each other. A third party didn't answer the door. Mr. Pelosi's been hit with a hammer. Uh, the assailant wanted to wait for Nancy Pelosi, and he had his zip tie. And I'm going to see what they say. Pages. Now, listen, everything you outlined, so far, so good. I'm just losing you to a commercial break in six seconds. We're going to see what they say at the presser later today. It just all seems a little sketchy from here is all. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Here we go. Here we go. Big Monday episode of Fox Across America, well underway by now. It's Halloween. People are dressing up. Be careful, though. You're out in San Francisco trick-or-treating. Don't show up to anybody's door in a pair of underwear or they'll let you right in the house. That's weird. It's weird how that works out. We're still awaiting uh, charges in this Paul Pelosi break-in case. Uh, The attacker is expected uh, to face felony charges. Uh, If we get any news in this hour, we will certainly share it. Uh, If you have any news yourself, you are welcome to weigh in at 888-788-9910. Kat Kamek, superstar congresswoman from the great state of Florida, going to join us from their third congressional district to talk about her race and the other races. As we are now eight days away from the midterm elections that, for all intents and purposes, are being characterized anywhere between a red wave and a red tsunami. Now, of course, you still got to play the game. People got to get out there and vote, so you shouldn't be taking anything for granted. But in a perfect world, in a perfect world, uh, whoever does, in fact, take control of this government one way or the other starts to get back to fundamentals. What I mean by fundamentals is something we discussed with Tudor Dixon in the last hour is, you know, just actually trying to help the people again. You know, it's fascinating because the person that is probably most hated by Democrats right now outside of Donald Trump, the person the Democrats hate more than anybody else is who? Ron DeSantis. But what's so fascinating about the Ron DeSantis story down in Florida is this guy has done better by his people than anybody in, you know, when you talk about elected office, than literally anybody you can name probably in the last quarter century, okay, stood up and saved his economy during COVID by not locking it all completely down, saved his school kids by not locking them down and denying them an in-person education, saved people's freedoms by saying, I'm not going to mandate the vaccine, but take a targeted approach to the most vulnerable members of our state. Okay, didn't implement mask mandates. And of course, at the time, the Democrats said he was a murderer. He was conducting an exercise in human sacrifice. But lo and behold, when both waves of the pandemic came and went, Florida had as good, if not better, COVID numbers than every single blue state that locked down. Oh, wow. 
But you know what else they had? They had the number one economy. They have the lowest unemployment rate in America. They are a full point below the national average. There are more people moving to Florida than anywhere else in the country. Okay, so when the Democrats go out and they're like, oh, we hate Ron DeSantis, he's the devil, always the worst. Okay, I get why. It's political motivation. They see him as a potential candidate in 2024. But understand, you know, you are what your record says you are when it comes to governance. This is the thing everybody gets away from. They try to make it about character. They try to make it about, oh, he told a joke about this or he said something about that. You are what your record says you are. Okay, Joe Biden's record says he's the worst president of our lifetime. It does. You can tell me anything else you want about the guy. Oh, he likes ice cream. I like ice cream. Great. The economy's still screwed. You know, it doesn't matter. You are what your record says you are. Biden has spiked inflation to a 40 year high. Okay, as you know, our border control uh, is not existent. Okay, we have broken the record in consecutive years for illegal border crossings in this country since we started keeping track of such things. Okay, gas is out of control. It's almost a dollar forty higher than when he took office, and that's with him depleting our strategic petroleum reserves to keep the price artificially lowered. Okay, and now we're coming up on a diesel shortage. Okay, the country's in a really bad spot when it comes to crime, when it comes to the economy, it comes to the border comes to fuel. We're in a bad spot. In a, in a you know world where you are what your record says you are, Joe Biden's record says he's pound for pound as bad as anybody who's ever held the office. Tell him like it is. Okay. When it comes to Ron DeSantis, when it comes to the deliverables in Florida, it's not a governor in the country doing a better job right now. But naturally, you know, the Democrats do hate him. And it's funny because over the weekend, DeSantis is down in Florida. Country music star Luke Bryan is doing a, you know, concert. He's also raising money for storm relief. So he brings Ron DeSantis on stage. I talked about this on America's Newsroom this morning. If you missed the clip, it's on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. But Luke Bryan brings DeSantis on stage, a guy who has delivered and done more for his state than any governor on the planet. There's nobody that has this guy's record, you understand? Even took the fight to Disney because Disney falsely, falsely slandered his bill, his parental rights and education bill, which did what? said parents have a right to know what the kids are learning. Parents have a right to shield their children between kindergarten and third grade from sex ed because you shouldn't be talking to kids that young about sex ed. Shouldn't be talking to kids that young about gender identity. They don't need gender dysmorphia pumped into their lives at an, at an age where they're so fluid and they're still developing. DeSantis went out and protected the kids. Disney tried to slander it as, oh, they were banning gay people. Florida has a has a don't say gay bill is what they actually tried to say with a straight face. You're a liar. They're huge liars. OK, nothing in the bill ever mentioned the word gay at the time. If you remember, DeSantis went out of his way to make that claim. Anybody who wants to slander me on this needs to read all six pages of the bill. It never says the word gay once. But the Democrats, Disney, ran with that anyway. They're like, ah, this DeSantis guy, he hates gay people. That wasn't even what the bill was about. But they did it anyway. And we live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. So there are a lot of people who were made to feel emotionally vulnerable by the fact that Ron DeSantis purportedly was banning gay people. So for that reason, the anti-DeSantis hatred has a foothold in parts of this country. It's there by design. The Democrats falsely pumped it into the political bloodstream. He wants to kill your kids by not making them get vaccinated. He wants to kill them by not wearing make them wear masks. He won't let, you know, gay people exist in his state. Hello, has anyone been to Key West? Has anyone been to South? 
South Beach. Come on, man. Okay, they have some of the biggest gay populations in the country. Why? Because they're thriving and having fun. Okay, they're flourishing. They don't feel like they're under attack. They don't feel like their government's out to get them. But this is a a narrative that's been peddled. So when DeSantis was brought on stage in Florida, in Florida, the reaction I'm about to play for you was insanely receptive. Why? Because he's done a phenomenal job for his state. I think he's got a point. Here it is. Clip 20. We're going to have some fun and we're going to raise some money tonight for the great state of Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Governor Ron DeSantis. Wow. Pretty big reaction for heavy D, Ron DeSantis. Crowd loves it. Why? Because he's wildly popular in Florida. He's about to win by 15 points in the governor's race. Okay, whenever they tell you, oh, Florida's a, you know, toss-up state, could go either way, battleground. No, it's not. Florida's voting Republican. Overwhelmingly. Marco Rubio's about to beat Val Demings by double digits. DeSantis is going to beat Crist by 15, 20 points. If DeSantis leaves to run for president, at some point, Crist will switch back to being a Republican again and try to run for governor a hundredth time. Okay, but the point is DeSantis is popular in his state because he's delivered on a national level, though. The fact that Luke Bryan brought him on stage was met with a lot of backlash. Okay, hundreds of thousands of people on Twitter tweeting, how dare you? Members of the media, "Ah, it's Luke Bryan. He's a judge. On a reality show, he should lose that. He should be canceled because he's out there campaigning with this Ron DeSantis guy. Did you hear the Luke Bryan intro? What did he say? He said, we're going to raise a lot of money for storm relief tonight. He's campaigning in Florida, a place that got hit by a storm, okay, a little over a month ago. Okay, here's the big tweet that's circulating, which I think is so funny. Everybody keeps slamming him because he says he should have waited till after the should have waited until after the midterms. This was so brazenly political by Luke Bryan to bring him on now. I understand you've got to raise money for storm relief. Well, if you understand he's got to raise money for storm relief, you shut your face. Because here's the way hurricanes work. They don't wait until after the midterms. When you're raising money for storm relief, you generally tend to raise it right after the storm hits because it's on people's minds. Okay, think about it. If somebody showed up now, all these years later after Hurricane Sandy, and was like, we're raising money for storm relief from Sandy, you're not going to believe it's a legitimate effort to raise money. You're going to believe they're pocketing the money. It doesn't even sound, you know, legitimate in any way, shape, or form. But they're trashing DeSantis anyway, okay? They're trashing him. Why? They're trashing Luke Bryan. Why? For no other reason than they can't fathom, they can't make peace with the idea of Republicans helping people because it goes against the very ethos of what they're running on, which is that all Republicans are Hitler and they're here to harm you. Barack Obama was campaigning over the weekend, okay, because nobody wants Biden to show up at any of their events. Come on, man. Nobody wants him there, okay? But Obama was saying it over the weekend. He was talking about how, you know, these Republicans— they don't want to solve anything. They don't no problem. Here it is. Clip 14. These days, just about every Republican politician seems obsessed with two things. Owning the libs. Oh, man, we're going to own the libs. Mm. And getting Donald Trump's approval. That seems to be their agenda. They are not at, they're not currently at least, they are not interested in actually solving problems. They are interested in making you angry and then finding somebody to blame because that way they're going to 
They're hoping you may not notice, you may be distracted from the fact that they don't really have any answers to your problems. Shut up! Will you shut up? Okay, all of your problems, by the way, this is what's so funny about this. Every problem you have in this country right now is the end result of Democrats repealing a Republican policy. He knows what he's talking about. Why is the border out of control? Okay, we had gotten the legal border crossings to an 80 year low. Why is it out of control? Because the first day in office, Joe Biden did what? He repealed Trump's border policy, stopped construction on the wall, gave up the remain in Mexico policy. What did that do? It incentivized the legal border crossings, empowered cartels crossing our southern border and exploiting. Okay, the vulnerabilities in our border has become a 13 billion dollar industry for human traffickers because Democrats undid Republican policies. Okay, when it comes to the fuel crisis, what did they do? They killed the Keystone Energy Pipeline, declared war on the fossil fuel industry. Our Republican policies that had made our country energy independent were repealed. We're now energy dependent. Okay, very much susceptible to what goes on in the world when you're talking about things like Putin and global markets and everything in between because we don't have the production here that we did under Republican policies. Okay, when it comes to solving crime, again, we crime got out of control. Why? Because the Democrats went in. Okay, and said we needed to defund the police and passed all of these woke bail reforms that let violent murderers, attempted murderers out of jail 10 hours after they murdered somebody. Everything woke turns to. Okay, when it comes to the economy. Okay, the Republicans, the Republicans did not say, hey, we need to add 87,000 IRS agents. Okay, the Republicans didn't say, hey, we need to pass the biggest climate change bill of all time. And then try to claim it was in the name of reducing inflation. Okay, the Democrats did that. Okay, yes, they put forth on the Republican Party their little contract with America that Kevin McCarthy put out a few weeks ago. And I could talk to you in specifics about all the Republican policies being, you know, being proposed. But at this point, I think any party that wants to gain a foothold with voters, they could be libertarians for all I care, should just be doing the opposite of whatever Joe Biden does because they've murdered the country, dude. In the, in the short time that Joe Biden has been in power, again and again and again, understand you are what your record says you are. When Joe Biden took office, okay, inflation was at 1%. You know what inflation's at right now? 8.3. Okay, that's Democrat stuff. Legal border crossings were at an 80-year low. You know what they're at now? A back-to-back all-time high. That's Democrat stuff. Okay, when you talk about the fentanyl crossing our southern border, Think about that. Fentanyl crossing our southern border is now the leading cause of adult death in this country. Democrat stuff. Okay, talking about gas prices. That's all because of these environmental wackos. Okay, Democrat stuff. It's all Democrat stuff. Okay, Obama can yell and scream if it makes the crowd feel better about Republicans. They just want to get us worked up. They don't want to solve anything. To the credit of Republicans, none of these policies existed. Okay, these crises, none of these crises existed two years ago. Okay, the Republicans didn't need to solve any of these problems because they had all gone away. Okay, now they're back because of things the Democrats have done. But there's a reason Obama's out there yelling about Republicans instead of standing up for the Democrats' record of helping this country. And the reason is because they don't actually have a record of helping this country. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone! 888-900-3393.
888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're heard on about 125 stations around the country. None classier than 95.3 WBCK out in Battle Creek, Michigan. John listening in right now. He's in Jackson, Michigan. Yo, John. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? You know what, man? Uh, I've been telling everybody all day. I'm a little bit of a mess because I was in Spokane. It was rowdy. Uh, But you guys have kind of carried the show today. So don't drop the ball now, okay? No, no, I won't. I I don't want to start without saying how much I appreciate you and how much I appreciate the message I get to listen to on on the highway. But you just had Tudor Dixon on just not so long back, and then you kind of left off talking about Whitmer and the uh, the boating you know snafu Mm -hmm. up there with her husband trying to use his position to to get some privilege there. That doesn't even scratch the surface of of the you know the things that she was doing while telling everybody else stay at home, lock yourself down, don't go out, don't touch anything. You know she was flying down to Florida on her private jet or a private jet you know afforded Mm -hmm. to her. she at the, towards the end there where we were all still doing the six feet separation and wearing paper masks on our face. She's partying at the Land Shark up in East Lansing wow. with her non-masked friends, non-six foot apart. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, while at the same time our kids are suffering in the schools. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's. I cannot wait for these eight days to be up and <laughs> and to at least restore a little bit of freedom here to the state of Michigan. So. I mean, could you imagine? It would be it'd be something else if if Tudor could pull it off. And you never know. I mean, the momentum is absolutely on the Republican side right now. So what happened with the Democrats, yeah. and I think you know this, is they really just got carried away. You know, when they say drunk on power is an expression you hear a lot, but this wasn't yeah. drunk. This was plastered on power. You know what I mean? Drunk on power is a little bit of hypocrisy. What they did goes so far beyond hypocrisy, and it didn't stop when they got caught. They just kept doing more of it. Do you know right now, really quick, this is at a federal level, they still have proxy voting in Washington, meaning the congressmen don't have to come to Washington to vote, and they're doing that uh, under the basis that there's a COVID emergency still in place. And nowhere in society is that really the case, but it just speaks to them trying to weaponize COVID, which, in your opinion, Gretchen Whitmer absolutely did right 100 percent, 100 percent. you know it's good work if you can get it i guess right but, uh, <laughs> i know i need <laughs> i need proxy radio where i can just go to the bar and just yell things from my stool <laughs> but uh yeah she's she's been i mean the the legislature passed or proposed some pretty common sense let's uh work with you here in terms of how long we can keep emergency authority and power she nate all of it just real recently vetoed some common sense legislation put forth by Mm-hmm. This, you know, the majority leader's jerky up there. It's just, in, yeah. and we have term limits here. She's yep. not going to be the governor forever, regardless what happens in the next eight days. Yep. So the next individual, you know, it just, it just made sense to rein that in, and she had nothing to do with it. Nope. Let's go, Tudor Dixon. Well, according to her, yeah. as long as she doesn't start singing, she'll be fine. So <laughs> tell the band to keep you know, it down. Things are not. If we can just get her in it, that'd be fine. Amen. Great call, John. We'll do it again soon, brother. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Rock Lobster by the B-52s. 
they're they're fired up about this next guest. The only thing I can say, so no other way to explain it. Uh, superstar congresswoman from the great state of Florida, third congressional district to be specific. Kat Kamek back on the show. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Are you a rock lobster <laughs> girl? Or are you more of a love shack girl? Be honest. Honestly, I mean, how can you go wrong with Love Shack? I, can I just it's a classic? Let me give you this, Kamek. If you're ever karaokeing and you really do want to win over a room, Love Shack is undeniable. Everyone in the room will get in; they'll sing along. It's an unstoppable karaoke song. Now, Jimmy, I only have one go-to karaoke song, and it's "Baby Got Back." Okay. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I'm actually serious. Oh, I know. I, I'm very well aware. I'm very well. I've learned over the years that anything that comes out of your mouth, I, there are a lot of days where we hope you're joking, and you're not. And uh, I think that's the beauty of you and live radio. I just think it's wonderful. You, uh, this is how careers are lost. No, not at all. We have a we have a Josh on our show who works the dump button. Uh, is as good as anybody in the business. But when you come on, they actually bring in a second guy to work the button with him. So, no, we're protected. <laughs> I appreciate that. Of course. Doubling up. Oh, that's so funny. Um, down in your state, by the way, they made me talk about this on America's Newsroom this morning. Uh, <laughs> they were booing. They Excuse me. No one was booing DeSantis at the Luke Bryan concert. He got like a huge ovation from the crowd. But the Internet was kind of booing. The guy's there to raise money for storm relief. Okay. <laughs> And, you know, people on the Internet are miserable anyway. I mean, we've kind of gone through this before. But I just wanted your take on this because the way I'm looking at it, Florida's being run as good as any state in the country, if not better, and it's why everybody's moving there. Generally, in my experience, people don't uproot their whole families to move somewhere if they think it's being run poorly. Yeah. No, I mean, this is what's crazy. I mean, uh, some people on Twitter are upset about Governor DeSantis showing up at a Luke Bryan concert. Give me a break. I think they're more upset about the fact that they, they're running out of snacks in their mom's basement as they're sitting in there being keyboard heroes. <laughs> this is this is what makes Twitter so miserable. It's just people who are perpetually angry at the world, and they would be angry at anything. And, you know, so I think it, I think DeSantis's comment was, was perfect. It was spot on. It was, hey, thanks, Luke Bryan, for letting me crash your party a little hat tip there but then of course you know luke bryan he says okay so people on the internet are mad about me raising money for hurricane relief the storm just hit a couple weeks ago one of the most devastating storms to ever hit the state Mm -hmm. and they're mad about people raising money for charity give me a break how miserable of a human being do you have to be really miserable cat kamik is on the line the third congressional (laughs) district of florida (laughs) no it's so true there's basically like most of what spends time on social media is people who really can't stand themselves, so they like to judge yeah. the behavior of others, you know? Because, yes. if, yeah, if they're yelling at you and me, they don't have to, you know, stick their head in the bathtub and scream again at night. But they probably will anyway. That's, <laughs> dude, Kat, Kat that it's is my right, whole, right. like, because I live, you know, in like a major liberal enclave. I live in New York. And it's so funny because everybody that I know um, in, like, showbiz circles and stuff that's like a mega liberal are like, these are the, these people are rich beyond all believable bounds, but they're mm-hmm. miserable. They're so Absolutely. miserable. And their whole life just revolves around saying they're better than somebody else that they don't even know. That's why I just think it's so, it's such a hamster wheel of stupidity, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, and, and how often do we see like Oprah and others that do things all the time? No. I mean, Barbara Streisand is sending me emails saying that I need to vote for John Fetterman. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. I mean, you don't see me getting on Twitter being like Barbara Streisand. I swear I'll never, ever listen to one of your records ever again. Like This, this is just the lunacy of the whole deal. Awesome. The celebrities, unless you are of the ultra liberal left. 
it, it is a total double double standard. But yet they are the ones who will stand there and say, "Oh, there's no double standard. There's no hypocrisy here." Ooh, but if a conservative gets out there, oh, it's nuts. Phone. This is why we can't have nice things, Cat Kamek. <laughs> well, we can't have them. We tried, can't have them. Um, let me ask you this question. Okay, you're eight okay. days out from an election. We all expect you to win. Uh, I saw yep. you and Byron Donalds with your cute endorsements of each other. Um, yeah, we like each other. And, We're good friends. Yeah, you, know, you guys get on well. I, I, I like that. I like to know that my guests get along. You know, it means a lot to me to know that you guys are playing nice in the sandbox when you're not on the show. Because it really, it really puts me in an awkward spot. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah, you know who on your show again, huh? Now I got a whole thing. But uh, are, are you surprised? Because the Democratic closing message really is abortion and climate change. Now, the <laughs> adage in my business of stand-up is read the room, but you can't read the room if you're not in the room. I don't believe they're in the room if they're pushing climate change and abortion with eight days to go. What say you? Jimmy, they're not on the planet. It's so crazy. They are so out of the room that they are not of this world at this point. I cannot tell you how many times I have been tr- crisscrossing the country – and people will come up to me in a gas station, in a grocery store. Heck, I was in a Target parking lot walking in McAllen, Texas, and a Democrat came up to me and said, hey, I've seen you before, and I just want to let you know that you guys need to do something about this economy. This is a Democrat saying this to me. I, I am telling you, no one is talking about climate change. No one is talking about abortion. They care about the fact that they can't afford gas, that they can't afford rent, and that groceries are through the roof, and that every time they go to the gas pump, it seems like it's getting higher and higher instead of lower and lower. I don't understand where the closing message is about the very thing that no one is talking about. And I saw, I saw Obama's closing message the other day. Where he says, you know, it really comes down to this. Who's going to go and fight for your freedoms? <laughs> well, it seems like the left just wants to take away the freedoms if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, what do you mean? And then they want – yeah, that, that was the closing message. I'm like, oh, my gosh. The, People the, can't even buy a clue $10 trillion later, and they still can't buy a clue. Not a clue, Kat Kamek. That's so funny because I heard that Obama clip, and I'm like, dude, the reason everybody hates DeSantis is because – on the left anyway – is because he gave people their freedoms. He's like, you don't have a yep. mandate for your mask or your vaccine. You can go to work. We're not going to shut down. He actually yep. gave them freedom. You see, it's – man, it's such a scam. Everything is an exercise in projection these days, as you know. Uh, but it's, it is telling, though, that you're getting, you know, some Obama appearances in the stretch run. Nobody wants to campaign with Biden. It's really fa- it's fa- it's fascinating. Uh, he was I, I saw a clip the other day. He's like, I've campaigned with 15 people. What are you talking about? I'm like, there's 435 seats in the House. 15 for 435 is not a good ratio. Cat hammock. Did I just lose you, by the way? I might have lost you. I can't hear you, girlfriend. Is she there, Josh? I can't hear you either. Oh, okay. We lost her for a second. Okay. Just making sure I wasn't going crazy. I had a, listen, I had a heavy weekend out in Spokane. It wouldn't have surprised me if it was just my brain malfunctioning. <laughs> Kat Kamek is on the line. If you just joined us, we're getting her back on the line here in a second. She was getting passionate. They might have cut her off for her own good. You never know. You get Kamek on the show, things, you know, things get a little crazy. You don't know if somebody just shot her with a blow dart from her staff on the press team and knocked her out for five minutes so she wouldn't keep talking to me. This is a rowdy show. You can't discount those things. But the point we were making before she got disconnected is it's a lot of weird projection in our politics. You know, when you hear Obama out there, as he was saying earlier, oh, the Republicans, you know, 
They're not going to protect your freedoms. The whole past two years of the Republican Party, they've only had one battle cry. Freedom! Hey, don't lock down. Don't shut the businesses. Don't shut down the kids. Don't shut down the schools. That's been everything, okay, has been maximum strength freedom. Okay, what they have been running on the other side of the fence, for all intents and purposes, is the antithesis of that. Hey, we need more lockdowns. We need remote learning. You can't go to businesses, okay? You can't work if you don't have the vaccine. You can't go out to eat if you don't have the vaccine, okay? That's not freedom. That's not personal latitude. That's not relying on your self-preservation instincts. The whole point of this country, okay, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you dig, okay? All of those things were corrupted. People watched their loved ones die over Zoom during a pandemic, at a time when the politicians who necessitated that were still going out to eat. We're still allowing people into the streets to protest. You couldn't go to church. You couldn't have a funeral. Okay. But if you wanted to loot a Nike store in the name of equality, they were okay with you doing that because they wanted you to believe there was a difference between one and the other. Okay. You really can't forget. And, and it's easy to do so in, over the course of Tom. <laughs> Kat Kamek just texted me. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Kat just texted me a disparaging comment about who she thinks disconnected the phone call that I'm not going to repeat on the air, but it was very funny. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, you can't forget, you know, if you're listening on WBCK out in Michigan, you can't forget what they did with power. Because they're asking for more of it. Okay, what they did with democratic power in these blue states is they shut down your businesses, they shut down your churches, they shut down your schools. Okay, for all intents and purposes, they really stifled your economy with all their vaccine mandates, even after things were supposed to reopen. So the idea that this is like, oh, those damn Republicans. I could tell you who it was because it was just texted to me on my phone by this guest who is now back with us. But I'll run a clean train and just keep the party going. Kat Kamek, you're back. It was the communists who did it, Jimmy. The She's, communists. She says the commies got us. I don't know. That's a better better language than she used via text, and that's fine. No, she says <laughs> the Chinese communist government is keeping us from talking now. Nothing would surprise me, Kamek. Nothing would surprise me. Nothing. Um, you know. Talk, talk to me about this, because I don't want to be distracted by your Motorola flip phone. Um, it's, it's a Motorola Razor. Thank you, Jimmy. I keep forgetting how big league you are, because every time you beat me, I call you back on a landline. But uh, <laughs> hey, girl. Um, so silly. the carrier pigeon to you. <laughs> well, let me ask you this one, though, because this is another issue that I just I find so fascinating. OK, mm-hmm. the issue of crime. And the people who are going to, like, defund police and everything in between. Okay, they're right. trying to distance themselves from that. But I believe voters have a longer memory than Democrats and the media are giving them credit for. Um, yeah. Do they think – I always ask this question, and I think I know the answer. But do they think voters are stupid or are they just, like, embracing the fact that we live in such a hyperpartisan time that the Democrats don't mind the shamelessness of politicians who – Democratic voters don't mind the shamelessness of the politicians saying they never wanted to defund the police? Like, what is it? it well, again, I mean, we were talking earlier. They're just not even – not in the room. I mean, it's just like they're not they're not on planet Earth. Yeah, it's it's like – this whole notion of um, 
the the defund police movement, mm-hmm. right? They're like, we're not we're not defunding police. It's the Republicans that are doing it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was there on that day, the House 4, when you put that bill forward where you said that you were going to strip the funding and take their equipment and do all the things. I was there that day. I listened to all those speeches. Then a year later, they're like, ooh, this might not be polling well. We're going to say that the Republicans did it. Mm-hmm. Like, do they not realize that they're living in an age where everything and anything is recorded and, and no. paid for all time? No, they don't realize it. I want to jump in. Let me jump in. I believe yeah. – I said this on America's Newsroom last week, and they they were like, what do you mean by that? I actually like I, – I think half of the Democratic Party is Amish, and they don't know – they're not allowed to use technology because they keep saying these things, to your point, that are recorded and verified. Yes. Like Joe yeah. Biden said over the weekend, we've brought down gas since the election. I'm like, dude, gas is, was two thirty nine when you got into office. It's yeah. three seventy nine. It's crazy. It's just like the same narrative that they keep saying, oh, the border's secure, the border's secure. Uh, what about the high-speed chase that just occurred right in front of your face in the middle of the the, the the interview or as the famous uh what was it kenosha yeah it's the fiery but mostly peaceful yeah well you know we've all been there you know what i mean like what planet are they on no not this one cat kamek as you very well know um it's mm. this is it's a it's a weird time to be alive because it's like when we're having these discussions i don't mm-hmm. feel like like we're having like real rational good faith discussions you know what i'm saying no. like it's it's kind of like bizarro and i know it's like like we're eight days to go they'll say anything they're in a bad spot but it's easily yeah. disproven and that's the part i find fascinating is all i'm trying to say so i don't know how you do it in washington you must go to karaoke and sing babies got back a lot just to keep your mind off things makes me feel better about myself oh cat kamek <laughs> well hopefully this interview made a lot of people feel better about themselves because you've got to be listening to this saying to yourself either a you could host a syndicated talk show or b you could get elected to congress yes trust me if, you, if i can if i can get elected to congress Anyone can get elected. <laughs> this this is might have been the most empowering uh, radio segment uh, in history, Cat Kamek. I thank you as always, Very. girlfriend. Uh, enjoy your victory party next week. I would imagine it's going to get a little nuts. Hey, we're going to have fun. You should come down. Yo, so I'm going to be in Florida next week. I'm in Texas. I'm in Vegas this weekend. I'm in Texas next oh. weekend. I'm in Florida for the Patriot Awards, the 16th and the 17th. So you never know. Kat I might Kamek. be there. Listen, I might be there. If you and me wind up at the Patriot Awards, that's a that's a thing. Okay, it's all I will say on the air. It's a thing. But I'd love to see you there. We'll have a good time. Um, you better I, wear those white boots, Jimmy. Yo, Kamek, I wore them in Spokane this weekend. By the way, people love them in Spokane, Washington. The only place I've ever caught hell was in East Texas. Everywhere, like that, Nashville loves them. I'll wear them uh, to Vegas this weekend. They'll love them. But yes, if, uh, as per your request, okay, you will see me in Florida, uh, all white booted out, girlfriend. Oh man, new boot scooting. That's all I want to see. That's the spirit. All right, I'll see you soon. Uh, <laughs> congratulations on your Sprint cell phone coverage. I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> Miss you already. There she goes, the great cat hammock. There we go. Back after this. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. Halloween is back. And if you're like most parents, you plan on eating some of your kids' candy when they get home. This is total You say you're just checking to make sure it's safe. But we're not stupid, so stop lying to us. 
If you want some candy, get your lazy butt out there and knock on a few doors. It's not fair that we do all the walking and you do most of the chewing. So this Halloween, have some self-respect and leave our candy alone. And if you do have to steal from us, please take the apples and the popcorn balls because those suck. Happy Halloween, everybody, even you fat, lying parents. Oh, come on, man. You can't loot the kid's Halloween basket. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That was a two-year-old Lincoln Fallon voicing his displeasure with uh, Grand Theft Snickers, something he's not happy with, nor should any kid be happy with uh, on this Halloween. The only real Halloween advice I've been giving out today is do not trick-or-treat in your tidy whities uh, or they will let you right into the homes of San Francisco. We're still waiting for the details on this crazy Paul Pelosi story, and it goes without saying I wish the guy well, and I hope he's fine. Uh, but there's a lot about this story that doesn't add up, and we've gotten a lot of, um, you know, fog of war level reporting. It started out with we have no information, but we know for a fact it was a Republican. It was a Republican strongman who just happens to be a hippie nudist from Berkeley, uh, where they're all a bunch of communists and Marxists. Uh, and that kind of unraveled. Then there were three people in the room. Now there were two people in the room. Then it was the guy was in his underwear. Now it turns out Pelosi was in his underwear. And then somebody says he yelled, where's Nancy? The whole narrative has been crafted and recrafted too many times for anybody to really believe they know what happened. Uh, and I just think at this point, like every other issue uh, that makes its way into the political bloodstream, it'd be nice to have all of the facts before everybody went into attack mode that's what we pride ourselves on doing on this show anyway don't get me wrong we're you know the bigger clowns as anybody in media but we try to use the platform responsibly because the world is on fire we're not going to help more you know by dumping gasoline on it so i always tell you this show likes to grab a stick and roast a couple of radio marshmallows which is exactly what we'll be doing again tomorrow until then be a republican be a democrat just don't be a Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.